Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. I give honor to God the Father, the Son Jesus, who is the head of my life, and the Holy Spirit. Now, Father, I thank you for an opportunity to come before people and minister your word. I ask that you open the understanding of every hearer, give them ears to hear, and to be receptive to the word that you have for their lives in the name of Jesus. And I ask that you give me the grace to minister what you have given me. All these things I ask in Jesus' name, and I thank you for it. Amen. We began the series on the four kinds of hearts a couple of weeks ago. And this week, we're going to be in Luke, the eighth chapter, starting at verse seven. Now, we've dealt with the stony heart. We've dealt with the wayside heart. And this week, we're going to deal with the seed of the word of God that fell among thorns which also represents the worldly hearer or the hearer that is engaged in worldliness. That's the type of heart we're going to look at today. Let's start at verse 7. And we do know that Jesus has already addressed the crowd and, and um, given the example of all, kind, all four kinds of heart. The only one that I didn't mention is the good and honest heart. Verse 7 reads, And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. Now we see right away that the thorns sprang up with it. That means they were alongside of it. They were present. They were always, they're always present, symbolizing the world in this heart. Verse 11, Jesus goes on to explain the parable, what it means for the word of God to be choked. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Verse 14, and they that fell among thorns are they which when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. Praise God. Let's go to 1 John, the second chapter, verses 15 through 17, and look at what that means to engage in worldliness. Just what does that mean? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It reads, verse 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lusts thereof. Or the lust can be desires, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Praise God. So what just, just what is 
the lust of the flesh. What does that mean? I want to say too, you will find in Genesis 3 verses 4 through 6, an example of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life when Eve and Adam took of the forbidden fruit and the fall of man occurred. You'll see that between those three verses in Genesis 3. But anyway, what is the lust of the flesh? It is a sinful lust, empowering desire for that which God has forbidden. An example of this also is found in Philippians, the third chapter, verses 18 through 19 of the third chapter of Philippians. Uh, Paul is talking about the walk of some of the believers. And the um, summarize it, verse 19 talks about whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. Now, their God being their belly symbolizes appetites in all forms. Whatever their hearts desire, or whatever enters into the imagination that is forbidden of God, according to the will of God for mankind. For example, pornography, pedophilia, a man wanting another man's wife, a woman wanting another man's husband, gluttony, compulsive behavior without stopping power or self-control, in excess, and so on. This kind of activity and way of life that they glory in and boldly flaunt actually is a shame in God's eyes. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go on to see what is the lust of the eyes. What does that mean? It is the visual appeal to the eyes, like coveting money, possessions, fancy cars, glamour, status, mansions. <laughs> and as I've mentioned to some people, we don't need, well, I don't need five bathrooms. I can't use five bathrooms and six bedrooms. How many can I sleep in at, at one time, you know? Um and that's just, just my thought. And, th 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 you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, living the blessed life as a child of God because God says that we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. This is the thing, though. We need to put God first and keep things in perspective, keep our life in balance, keep our heart right, where it doesn't draw our heart away from God and His purpose for our life in quest or pursuit of these things. Let's go on to look at the pride of life. Now, this has to deal with one's desires to be one's own God, apart from God himself. Actually, let's go to Genesis, the third chapter, verses five through six, in order to just look at this. I think it's important that we read this for your hearing. This is the temptation of Eve by the serpent, and you know that the serpent... Um, represents the devil, Satan. Verse 5, for God, well, I'll go up to verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So in this, the pride of life, as I was saying, refers to one's desire to be 
one's own God apart from God himself. Anything, do you see this? How it was a desire to make one wise and ye shall be as gods. Anything that gives the illusion of God-like qualities and boasts in arrogance, philosophies, worldly wisdom and exalts itself above the knowledge and wisdom of God and one that leans to their own understanding, independent of God, to be one's own God. This is the pride of life. There's more to this meaning, but time, we don't have time that won't permit. Yet you, you get the point, I hope, I pray thee, that you get the point. So what is the remedy to engaging in worldliness as far as the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life in order to bear fruit for God? Let's go to Matthew, the sixth chapter, starting at verse 19. It reads, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Praise God. So we see that we, when we lay up treasures in heaven, and we Focus, when we're heaven-focused and God-minded and our heart is towards God, there is our treasure. There, that's where our treasure is. That's where our life is. That's where our eternal treasure is. And these are kingdom laws of riches. Kingdom laws. The kingdom laws of riches. Not worldly laws of riches, but kingdom laws of riches. This is being rich toward God. Praise God. Verse 24 goes on to say, No man could serve two masters, for either he will hate the one, and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. That word mammon means riches or opulence. Riches or, riches or opulence. We either serve God and mammon. And did you know that you can be working in a vocation and be serving God rather than money? Do you know you can be fulfilling your purpose, serving God that way, even on a secular job? On your vocation? Yes. When your heart is toward God. Praise God. The other remedy to this is found in Luke in regard to not engaging in worldliness. And Luke 8.15 addresses all, all four hearts, actually. It reads, But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Keeping it means to do it, to engage the word of God in our life, to make that our focus, our focus. Praise God. Let's touch back on Matthew 6, the 22nd verse. It says, the light of the body is the eye. See, this, this will help us to, to stay focused on the Lord. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Now that single eye, if the eye is single, means wholeheartedness and sincerity toward God. A single heart, a single focus toward God. God is that focus. That's that person's heart's desire. God, praise God, is not distracted by worldly cares, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, nor the pride of life. Single focused on the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In closing, keep in mind that worldliness 
is superficial, is fleeting, is, is passing away, then there's no eternal value. And though one may possess earthly power, they lack heavenly or spiritual power from above and in one's life. This is what we're after. Excuse me. This is what we're after. We're after eternal, eternal value, spiritual power with God, the life of God in us. Praise God. Well, thank you, Jesus. Well, I thank you for joining me. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. I am Sister B. And until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. Let them that are athirst come and let them take the water of life freely. Spirit of Life Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you would like to be a blessing to the ministry, donations can be made through the Giveify app. To contact the ministry, Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414 249 until next time, thank you and God bless you.